Thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Jude Forum. I'm Charlie Stevens, your 2020 Jude Campeone. And tonight I am actually joined by my special guest. You might know him as Doofenshmirtz Evil Inc. Uh, his buddies know him as Gray the Beaner. Gray, how you doing? Hey, Charlie. It's uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, first time, long time, uh, as they say, in uh, the Jude Forum world. And uh, I got some numbers that I'm going to break down. I got a couple of emotional rants I'm going to go on, but uh, we can save all that for later. And I'm just I'm happy to be here with. Well, the one, the only Charlie Stevens. We don't have to uh, save it for too long. I'm certainly excited to hear it, and uh, it sounds like you came prepared. That's exactly what this forum is for. Um, I had a little bit of housekeeping I wanted to get on from last week. First and foremost, um, our friend David Beal has been apprehended, uh, which is equally exciting and disappointing. Um, I know he was thoroughly enjoying Europe, but um, he will be incarcerated at this point to the fullest extent of the law. Um, interestingly enough, he was not brought in on fraud charges, um, but more so, it says here he was me tooed uh, for kissing one of his sleeping friends while they were in Tampa on a guy's trip. Uh, but either way, the end of the Yang, he's going down for a while. Also, he still leads the league after a loss, so he's got to be feeling pretty good about that. Um, another point I wanted to hit on. Oh, yes. Um Really just a big shout out and a, an overall recognition for Dylan Bass. Um, you know, he knows what a long day is more so than any of us, I'm sure. Um, you know, he, he had to fight through lack of talent and uh, really just bear down and, and grind his way to the top. So he understands mental health certainly better than anyone else. Um, in fact, he's so dedicated to the cause. He has gone ahead and given his entire roster the week off. Um I can't imagine who he's going to be facing off against this week, but whoever that lucky son of a bitch is, uh, you know, just just enjoy the freebie. Um, what else we got here? Oh, Hollywood Brown broke his foot because Kyler Murray sucks, and I can't even be mad about it because I have them both. But uh, at least I get to keep him on my roster for six more weeks instead of dropping his ass. Don't even know how I feel about that. Uh, anyways, everything else I got can, uh, can wait till the end. Uh, Gray came well prepared, brought some just fire sabermetrics. Um, and he's got some things even unbeknownst to myself that he wants to dig in on. So, uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and get myself a, a beverage ready. And, uh, Gray, I'll let you take it from here, pal. Absolutely. And, and thank you so much, Charlie, for having me on again. Uh, this is a question I've, I've long wondered and, uh, Really in coordination with Jenkins Mock, sending me over some uh, draft board pictures. Uh, I've gone in and crunched the numbers myself. So this is your JFPFFF uh, update. That's Jude Forum Pro Fantasy Football Focus. Um, and uh, and we're going to dive into some numbers. So the question we want to look at this week uh, is when you're drafting, and this is specific to our league. These are real numbers that I have crunched myself. When you are drafting uh, and you are going through those stickers, and you can't find your guy, and you reach for that pen, and you write someone in, what does that look like a couple years later? So we're going to go through. I've actually got a pretty large sample size of all the write-in draft picks. We're going to call them write-in draft picks uh, over the years. And I've broken it down by uh, by some numbers that I think we're going to find really interesting. So first up 
if you write in a draft pick, you're going to be looking at about 3.2 fantasy points per week on average. Now, that sounds pretty bad, but it gets worse, right? Oh, boy. So if you take out the highest outlier, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute, so you just take out the top-performing one over the years, it goes down to 2.9 fantasy <laughs> points per week. And if you're thinking 2.9, that's not that bad, uh, Stefan Diggs broke 2.9 week one, all right? So that, that adds up with the 12th season, about 36 points. So you're looking at 36 points over a season. There is a 24% chance that they will not crack one point per game. That's basically a quarter. And then there's a 15% chance they won't see a snap of NFL football that season. <laughs> so, so let's look at that. And the stats get, stats get a little more interesting uh, when we break it down by franchise. When we look at each other and we say, what are you guys doing with your pants? What are you writing in? So Charlie, I actually have to give a shout out to Charlie is the most successful uh, write-in drafter in our league's history. He actually owns the highest performing write-in draft pick. That's Antonio Gibson, his rookie year uh, for the R words uh, in 2020. He had 11.9 points per game, which like I said, that is such a huge statistical outlier that it brought up the total points per game of all write-in picks by 0.3 points. However, if you're just talking write-in wide receivers on Charlie's team, if Charlie writes in a wide receiver, you're looking at an average of 2.4 points per game with a 40% chance that that wide receiver will not break a point per game. Uh, and then let's, let's keep on going down the list. If your name is Hayward Burnett, your, uh, your points per game on a write-in draft pick go down to 2.1 points per game. And there's a 50% chance that pick will not see a snap of NFL football. And does um, that also count for uh, points per Hayward Burnett leagues? <laughs> that, is, that is a good question. I'm, I'm going to have to run the numbers uh, even deeper and get back to you. But my favorite stat by far, we, we ran these numbers every which way, and I wanted to get them as accurate as possible. Uh, but this could be the most damning stat. Uh, if you ever see Chase Langford, if you ever see Chase Langford walk up to the board and he's, and he's fumbling through those stickers, uh, and he gives up, right? And he goes, I, I can't find this guy. Just someone hand me that pen. You are looking at a 100% chance, which is a literal certainty, that that player will not even line up for a snap of NFL football that season. So, uh, tough look for Chase. You're telling uh, me just... Chase reaches for a pen or marker on draft day and the angel of death swoops down and just kisses an NFL career goodbye. That's what you're telling me. That, that is what I'm telling you. And unfortunately, the numbers don't lie. So I don't want to mm. sound like I'm roasting anybody. Uh, but <laughs> these are just what the numbers say. And this is Yes, of course. Unbiased. Unbiased. I, I can't do anything there but uh tough look for chase it just serves as a warning for all of us here uh in the jude is that you got to trust bruno you know what i mean bruno's draft kids uh they know a little something we don't and uh if they don't have them there's probably a good reason so uh big shout out out there if, if you've taken a flyer in the past and you've been hurt before um just know that you are not alone all right in fact everyone in the league has, has had a miss at some point this is going back as far as we've been using Sleeper, I'm calling this the CSE, uh, the common sleeper era. So uh, Sleeper actually gives a lot of good stats. If you ever are curious about what's going on, uh, I'm celebrating a big week, actually. I just hit 500 all-time uh, in league history this week with the win. Um, so 
nothing but nothing but gravy train from up and uh DeAndre Hopkins is coming back this week, so uh, a lot to look forward to on Duke Commerce Eagle Incorporated. What do you think, Charlie? I, uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm astonished at just the quality and the depth of uh, of the aforementioned statistics. I am also flattered that you took the time to understand that Antonio Gibson was an absolute shot from the clouds, just a Steph Curry from the logo, bang. Uh, right in LeBron's face, and uh, I and I and I, it, I like that acronym you went with too. The uh, that was the Jude Forum uh, Pro Football Focus Fantasy fa- pro- Jude. J- this is great J- podcasting. Hey, hey, one more time. PFFS Pro Football Pro Fantasy Football Focus. So Jude Forum Pro fantasy football focus and if we were going to do a forum on the forum it would be jude football pro forum fantasy focus forum talk is uh is what i've got down here so all in all that's i'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and copyright that down that's about to say you're gonna want to um and uh yeah so one thing i wanted to do here real quick was uh before we got on to gray's next point was i just want to hit a quick rundown of the current Jude standings. Uh, let me see what I have got here as far as the standings goes. As I mentioned right off the top, David loses and maintains his top spot. Um, really, probably kind of a mark of shame for the league. That being said, uh, probably not Mickey Mouse. If David wins it, I'll, I'm taking it back. It is not a Mickey Mouse. It is 100% legitimate. Uh, and unless he does something else fraudulent, in which case uh, that'll be totally revoked, and I will go back on everything I said. In the second spot, we got Palmer at four and two. Uh, Josh Allen at QB might have been one of the picks of the draft. It seems to be serving him well at the moment. Seems good. He's still got 150 more points than David in first, uh, but I don't know. It always seems to sort of fall apart with Palmer. I, I, I put the moniker on Jenkins of Reeks of first round exit. I'm moving that to Palmer. Jenkins is not going to make the playoffs. So now Palmer reeks of first-round playoff exit. Just dominate the regular season and uh, score 64 points first week of the playoff. It'll be it'll be fantastic. I'm sure he'll be demanding some rule changes then. And third, we got Dylan Bass. Like I said, he's so excited with the effort his team's put forward. He's giving him the week off. Fourth place, yours truly, Gray. Kind of a weird way to say that. I guess it was Gray's truly. Uh, fifth, your team is Buns. I'd be Phil. I stand by his team as Buns because he lost to my team, which is more Buns. Then we got Win. Uh, that was a fraudulent win this week. And honestly, he I was about to put the F word on him since David lost it. Win's only got 607 points. He's got the same amount of points as Ben. Ben's team is terrible. Sandwiched in the middle here, you got Jenkins, Eric, and Charlie, and Donnie. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of a wild place to be. Some of us are moving up, some of us are moving down. Not going to say who, but uh, let's just say if you got Melvin Gordon on your roster, you know which way you're trending. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then below that, there's 50 feet of shit. And then the rest of the league. You got Hayward's team, who's been who's got injured. Ben's team, awful. Blake's team, still makes me sad. Tried looking at it again this week. Still sad. Don't feel bad about what I said. And bringing up the rear, you got 
Chaser and Henry at one and five. Like I said, I don't know why I'm getting a weird vibe. Chase's team smells like a run or the runs, but either way, I'm excited about it, and you're probably going to be relieved by the end of the season. Uh, Chase's. The absolute torture of trying to get Mike Boone to put up four points <laughs> on Monday Night Football. I was rooting along with him and uh, <laughs> just couldn't do it. You know, just couldn't. Do it. When when hit the nail on the head though. Sometimes you need those gritty wins in fantasy. You just gotta grind it out and uh, wins gotta, fantasy defense really holding strong there. You gotta win small before you can win big. That's right. You walk before you can run. That's right. It's that's. Hundred percent. Um. All right. Well, when uh, <laughs> Gray's got a uh, Gray's got a couple of uh, of personal grievances here, he'd like to air. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it back over uh, to my boy Doofenshmirtz. Sip of this. Absolutely. So th- this is something I've actually I've long held. Uh, kind of a, a of a shout out I wanted to give. Uh, so I'm looking at the teams right now. If you just go to the league tab of our team and you're looking down, uh, I want brands. All right. I want the freaking. Dallas Cowboys are paying for, but I want the Coca-Cola of the business world here. All right. Right now we are how many leagues in Charlie? How many leagues have we been doing that? How many years? Oh boy. Um, at least seven. We're going to go at with least that. Seven. I'm going to add that. I'm going to round that up to 10. I think we hit 10. Maybe Fuck, a year we ago. did hit 10. Uh, and right now I'm looking at seven of our teams that couldn't even be bothered to pick out a profile picture. All right, look at the easiest thing in the world. Find something fun, you know, have a fun team name. Let's get weird with it. You know, if you're going up against Palmer, I'm sure there's a lot of funny pictures of Palmer you could put on on there. Um, but right now we're staring at a pretty bland, blah, freaking league. I think right now I'm going against David this week, and it's just a Jaguar head. Like, okay, we all root for the Jaguar. Uh, we get <laughs> could it. not, I mean, could not agree with you, you know, more there. Could not agree more. Uh, exactly. And then, hey, and then I got a couple of awards I want to give out, too. At least Dylan Bass is unique and has a Patriots head. Um, and if he <laughs> loses the league this year, I'm going to personally gift him a split Tampa Bay, New England, Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> I think he's going to really like that um, going up for it. And then another award I'd like to give out uh, is Ben Snyder for Slob of My Two Robinsons, which uh, it was close. Uh, but it unfortunately lost this week's uh, or this year's worst team name. And I hope Ben <laughs> is not driving right now before he pulls over uh, to tell me I don't get it, that he has two Robinsons on his team. <laughs> Let me tell you, Ben, we all got it. In fact, it is so blatantly obvious that it hurts. But uh, I just checked the waiver wire, uh, and Demarcus Robinson is available. I'm sure you could trade for Wandale uh, Robinson, and I think Slava my four Robinsons. Would somehow be better. So uh, it is, I think that happen. he 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 might have lost or won worst name of the year, but what he's really winning is longest reach. I mean, Miss Miss Elastigirl from The Incredibles could not have reached this far to pull a fucking team name out of her ass like Ben came up with. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I'll give it a D minus just for the effort because at least he tried. Uh, but yeah, that's that's tough and. It, for some perspective, that loss to Team D-Bass, uh, which I think we all know whose team name that is. And, but, uh, and Meow, it's David. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this. The the award for so far, I should say, for uh, you were so close, you almost had it. Got to go to win. 
suck up tease Henry nuts. That's a great one. But he also had Van Jefferson on the roster when he made that. I don't know how we missed suck up tease Henry nuts in my van. I don't know. It feels like it was right there for the taking. And, the you know, listen, we all swing and miss. That's the name of the game. But uh, same thing. Love the effort. I'll still give it a B um, just because I love male genital based naming strategies. Uh, don't read. Don't read anything into that. By the way, just a, just a statement of fact. It's just uh, it's because I'm so manly. I think is why I like that. Um, regardless, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got there. You got a what, what else you got for me, Gray? Yeah, well, uh, I just had a fun little hypothetical. Maybe maybe some mail ins we can do on this one. Hmm. Uh, some fun hypothetical questions we can get to. Uh, my first one I wrote down is who do we think is going to pick up Deshaun Watson first? And uh, before you answer, my short list is Palmer, Hayward, and Eric Shelley. Um, <laughs> and if you have anything you'd like to add, present it without comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I think that checks out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, uh, agree with you without comment. <laughs> And then my only other one, and I'll get out of here after this one, and uh, and you can close out the show. It's it's been a pleasure uh, having me on, and and I thank you. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of people on this show, and uh, you know if you want to run your own numbers and, and find some faults with my team, uh, be my guest. Uh, but we're gonna do uh, just funniest funniest possible Sacco team combination. Um, and my list, uh, Ben and Blake. Uh, top the list with a uh, funny split team. Um, just, I mean, I think it speaks for itself. Just that that personality mesh would be uh, oh, fantastic. That, uh, that's a good one. And then I got uh, this one is kind of going back to my uh, JFP FFF uh, days. I, I've actually checked the league history. Uh, and if Eric and Bass happen to finish uh, bottom two, they have the least likely chance uh, to get out. Of last place again, so they'd be looking at a double, uh, double elimination. <laughs> a, a last place dynasty, if you will. Bass, since we started using sleeper, uh, has not finished better than twelfth in the league, uh, which was surprising. I, I'm, I'm, I have that, um, that number available, and Eric has only gotten two more wins than him all time. So that would be our Woo! best chance of seeing a, a thirteen and fourteen split team going into 13th place, which I think would be pretty funny. I mean, I think we're all rooting for that a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you, if you have any good answers, write in, and uh, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll take your comments off air, Charlie, but thank you so much for having me on. Of course. One last thing I will say that is uh, what the kids would call down bad um, for, for those two <laughs> fellas. And uh, also, if you're thinking of submitting a, a possibly hilarious team combination of players – for last place team at the end of the year. If it starts with Ben and you can just save it because I think pretty much any of those would be funny as fuck for everybody involved. Um, and I don't know why I thought Hayward and Wynn would clash. I feel like Hayward and Wynn would be a good one. Although I'll also say this, I feel like Donnie and I have taken the piss out of it a little bit. I feel like that was an ideal hilarious matchup and Donnie and I have gotten along so well uh, that, you know, we're, we're, probably going to you know take a honeymoon together here at the end of the year um big announcement so we're uh but we're, and uh the best part is it's all expenses paid um by the dude so yeah. you know, 
Hey, shout, shout out Donnie. Uh, and I, I do hats off to you guys uh, being good sports about it. Uh, I think it's fun. I think it, I think it, at, honestly, I mean, obviously I, I never want to finish last place, but there is something to be said about the intimacy of uh, sharing a football team that I think, uh, that I think uh, is, is, it's, it's been delightful. Somewhere. It's been delightful. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, hey, thank you so much, Charlie. I- I'll go ahead and hop off. Can't wait for the when this drops, and uh, let me know. Uh, we'll be thanking the comments. Oh, yeah. Like and subscribe. Depending on uh, rendering time, it'll probably be a whopping fifteen or so minutes. All right. Well, hey, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take your comments off air, my friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate you jumping in, Greg. Peace. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what uh, guest spots on this show are going to look like, at least for the time being. It's not fancy, but it's raw. And that's what the people want. You gotta give them what they want. That's basically all I had. Got a couple things here and there with a little bit of a trade reaction. And the trade that Wayne and Palmer made this evening, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't one-sided. And I think that is exactly what my gripe is. I'm getting pretty tired of the everybody wins make sense for both sides, <clears throat> reasonable fucking trades that are going on around this league. It's, it's quite frankly, it makes me sick that nobody in this friend group wants to just bend over the over the other and, uh, and just plow them. Cause that's how it was in the good old days. You know, when we were youngsters, we were in high school. That's how it was. You know, you jump out of the bushes, trade rape your buddy. Not anymore. Now everybody's just shaking hands, posting the trade on LinkedIn, we're all growing up together. Bullshit. Bullshit. If I don't see... I'm going to make a commitment here. If I don't see some just one-sided ass trade that makes me think collusion by the end of the year, I don't, I'm, we're going to have to make a rule. I would, and, and I will go Iron Fist Commissioner on their ass. I just don't like what I'm seeing. Everybody's getting too smart for this league. Uh... What else we got here? Uh, got a note here that says, fuck Palmer. I'm trying to remember what I wrote that down for. Uh, anyways, fuck Palmer. That's all I got there. I'm going to end this little broadcast with another question. I might have one every week, might not. Depends on how I feel. But that question this week is, if fab was something that you couldn't spend on a free agent acquisition... What would you spend your last fab dollar on? And why is it crack cocaine?